Hey, Jackie, thank you so much for being part of the Shanti Helena show. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. to be here. So, okay, we're going to just start off a little light, not too much heavy tea. Um, tell me a little bit more about yourself, as far as where you come from. You may want to talk about high school, college. Let's start it off cute and dainty at the beginning. Okay, cool. Um, so, I'm originally from Chicago, and that's where I was born and raised. And um, I had a rough life there on the south side i didn't really grow up in bad areas but i spent a lot of time in those areas and going through a lot of the things that people may hear about what goes on in chicago so i was involved with all of that and seeing how it had destruction on my family but we're not going to go too deep we're hitting light right now i went to high school at um, morgan park um, I moved to California in 2010, and Ooh. I've been here for the last eight years. Okay. Um, so I love it. I always wanted to move to California. It was like my dream when I was a kid. I'm just like, Mom, can we move? And she's like, nah. And so when I got out here as an adult, I actually got her to move out here with me now, too. So nice. So we're um, spending Christmas. So what makes you say Big Cali, transition. like, I mean, Chicago, Cali, like, I mean, it's because of the weather, the opportunity. A girl, both. Okay. Both. When I was growing up, I was into music. And so I always wanted to perform and do music. I used to write music. That's actually how I got into writing. And so I wanted to move to California to fulfill my dreams and also um, to live in the summertime all the time. Which it really is summer here all the time. <laughs> so it's really like paradise. Of course, you pay for that. But that's how um, I ended up starting a dream. And then in my adult life, I just got the opportunity to come. And I did it. Okay. Now, we talk about the high school. What about college? Did you attend college? I did go to college for about two years as a psych major. And I went to college later in life. I didn't go to college right after high school. I went to college maybe when I was about 20, maybe 23 years old. And I went to school and I really kind of just did it. You know, of course, if anybody want to go to school, I'm not against going to school. But I kind of did it as proof to myself. I had to teach myself that I was intelligent. Mm -hmm. Because at the time, I, I, I had mixed feelings about my intellect. I knew I was intelligent, but I had never really applied myself at school, in mm -hmm. high school. And so when I went to college, it was just more of a test that if I could be intelligent and if I could pass these classes. And then after getting straight A's in all of my majors, I didn't want to take the other classes. And I didn't want to continue to go to school and pay the fees. So I just started on my journey of self-studying. Okay, so speaking mm -hmm. of the site major, I see that you started your own brand, Mind Rice 365. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that because it kind of feels yep. like both of them are like hand in hand. Tell me more about your uh, your brand. Yes, Mind Rice 365, meaning that I believe that our mind writes the story for the way we perceive our experience of life. So everything to me is like a story. We hear about fairy tales when we're growing up, you know, like once upon a time, happily mm -hmm. ever after. 
we live our lives watching these movies and wanting these situations and stories, stories really to happen in our lives. But we don't realize that we are creating our stories every day with the way we talk and with our thoughts and the things that we create in our minds. And so what I teach people is first to become aware of the story that they have been creating, have created and are currently creating in their mind. Mm -hmm. And then I teach them how to transform that story. And so that's why I call it Mind Rights 365 because your mind is writing a story 365 days a year. And it's up to you to decide to take control of the pen that is really um, writing by default right now because you aren't aware. Okay. Now I'm about to get real juicy, okay? So you talked about mm-hmm. that you at the beginning about your family, where you come from, and then you hit it where um Mr. Black. So I wanna dig in a little bit deeper, um, of the family aspect, yeah. um, about where you came from and then we're gonna also talk about Mr. Black. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I grew up I'm what they call a love child, right? So um, I grew up with my mom. She was a single mother. My father was actually married when I was born at the time. And my mother was also suffering from drug abuse. She suffered from drug of cocaine, crack cocaine, all of my childhood life. So I was kind of, I kind of raised myself growing up. I always had a stable environment as far as where to live. But I went through a lot of things with, with her being my only parent and her going through that addiction. Luckily, at this point, she is clean um, in her life. But um, as far as growing up, until I was grown, she was on drugs. And so I went through that and um, I was also an only child. And so I spent a lot of time reclusive to myself and I did gain a strong depression because of those things that I experienced growing up in life. It it became a part of my identity. So are you still talking to your father to this day? Absolutely. I always had a relationship with my father. He was just married to another woman. So he was in my life. We never slept in the same house together. Um, really like that when I was growing up because his wife wasn't accepting of me. But um, my father was always in my life. So yes, I'm still very close with both of my parents. All right. So um, right because my mother, she had a cocaine addiction my whole life. I kind of spent a lot of time by myself and I grew to have a deep depression that became a part of my identity. Mm -hmm. I I was depressed from as far as I can remember back, um, but it was just a part of who I was. And, And the pain, it gave me strength in some areas, but it also caused a lot of blockage for me in many areas. And I thought that I had no control over this depression and, and, um, lack of self worth that I had accumulated throughout my childhood as a part of my identity and so um but my father was always in my life as when he could be but again he had another family and then he ended up moving out of state so i um i kind of consider myself a daddy lives daughter as well in that sense but i my father was probably more clear-headed than my mother <laughs> absolutely okay. but he just never so never to took me too, so i kind of raised not myself to too much into your business but did the wife ever no it's fine she did find out i don't know exactly when she found out but i didn't meet her the first time until i was in eighth grade and that's when i met her as of this point in life me and her are so cool we all just went to vegas in february 
for her 80th birthday and we was all hanging out, you know, with my uh, half sister. And so things can come to a head, you know, but growing up, I was not in their home. I didn't get to spend a night in their home until I became an adult. Okay. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, something bad turned into something good. Now, do you believe Absolutely. that with that distant type of relationship, semi-close relationship has something to do with Mr. Black that you talk about in your book called The Black Experience? Um. Yes, but I also believe it's also got to do with my mother as well because Mr. Yeah. Black was like, I have an attraction to people, to men who are leaders. And I still do, I'm attracted to men who are leaders. And so Mr. Black had that favor, that um, characteristic, and so does my mother. My mother is a very strong, dominant woman and she will take over and empower the room. And I'm kind of used to being around that energy. So I would say it was probably more like similar to my mother for the reason that I was attracted to the controlling ways that Mr. Black had. that I ended up falling into. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the Black experience because when I saw this book, you know, you could, you know, some people like to judge a book by its cover. You can, without reading that book, you could say, well, the Black experience about personal, about Black empowerment, about the mind, and, you know, um, I love the cover of the book. Very clean, very sleek. Um, It does have the mind wondering. So just talk about the Black experience since because you said that you was able to hit rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. That's why I couldn't name it anything. I had a lot of arguments with people about the title. And at the time, I was just like, no, this is what it was. This is what it is. I'm going to have to name it this. You know, because to me, the Black experience just represents that uh, space in your life when you're just lost. You know, you you know, you can't be the same person that you were before, but you don't know who you're supposed to be now. That transition period. And so for me, with the Black experience, it has to do with depression, but it's also just about being lost, which more people can kind of relate to. A lot of us can't really admit that we had depressed thoughts or uh, self-deprecating thoughts about ourselves. So I would say just the feeling of being lost, like in a dark hallway, I try to call it, not knowing exactly which door you want to go into. And so when I was with um, Mr. Black and I had that experience, we actually moved to California together and we lived together for five years. We never got married um, during that period, but we operated as if we were married. And um, the relationship was my rock bottom for me mm-hmm. as far as my depression because I had became so depressed after I left him. And what happened after I left him, when he got the woman pregnant, which I talk about a little bit in the book, mm-hmm. was really had, got me to the black experience. Um, I just, I hit the rock bottom because I was done with being depressed. I was done with operating like I was lesbian. I was done with feeling bad. I was done with having these flash memories of all these negative things that did happen or could happen to me. And I wanted it to stop. And that's when I went on my search for freedom. Okay. And I found light. And you know what? And that's good. I like the fact that we have women that can take pain. And I'm honestly talking to some coins too at the same time. But can help other people. Um, As you guys know, my book, Why Side Chicks Winning, you know, somewhat, it was like my breaking point. You know, it's like your breaking point. So 
you utilize your book as your personal diary, you know, um, which I feel yeah. like was a very, very smart move. And also you shared it with the world because you just never know what people are going through, where their mindset is going. And I like the fact that I was reading the book. It's like some real intellectual type thinking stuff. Like it's not like one of those one, two, three bubblegum type of books. Like you really have to think and read. Yeah. And I feel like that's really, really important. And we need that more in our black communities to enlighten our readers, especially our young women of color about these different type of situations. And I also love the fact that on um, Instagram, you post these messages, these videos, that's like being the raw, being true. Um, I remember when you had a, a conversation a few months ago and we were talking about um, the quiz that you had had me do when you first came out with the book. Yes. And what was yes. that? Can you remember? What, all I just know, I was like, yeah, the it was your success, success story. Yes, my success story. Mm -hmm. So we had mm -hmm. that conversation. I felt like that was my calling for saying, you need to reach out to other people and ask them what is their story. You know, um, how did they overcome okay. pain? How did they become successful? Are they in the process of becoming a new person? Because I'm a real strong believer is that how whatever you're thinking in your mind, you can put that out. And I'm real big yes. on health communication. If you say you have cancer, you're going to get cancer. Cause you're telling your body that to start feeling that if you say i am well i am healthy i am positive i am this and you're putting those affirmations inside the air that's what you're going to get in return and yes, that's one thing i love about your stuff i remember we was talking about you know people saying following their dreams or well, what's wrong why are you not following your dreams or why do you feel that you broke and i just feel like people do not give themselves enough credit enough credit or just give yourself praises to say hey i can do this even if you don't hear that from nobody else if you can just wake up every morning and tell yourself i am beautiful i am this i am the bomb i'm about to have a good day i am healthy you know i feel like that your mind is so strong it doesn't even make any sense you will be surprised of exactly how your mind will work now we are 2019 mm -hmm. right now and I need to know what is going on with you, Jackie, as far as your brand. What do you have in place for us this year? Like, what's some new projects or some things that you're working on this year? Well, next month, we are releasing the Black Experience Workshop. And it's going to be an online program that you can sign up for and okay. do it's like um gonna go through the book but it's gonna have assessments to go through each chapter with you to make sure you fully understand and help you truly incorporate transforming your story for this new year because you know what you're saying what you're saying is really important and it sounds so beautiful and so easy but until we become aware that we are actually writing those stories mm -hmm. we won't be able to transform them Okay. So we have to be aware. We have to be aware. And it, and it goes based on how we feel. It goes based on the thoughts we are thinking and the words that are coming out of our mouths. So um, that workshop is going to be available. I'm also working on a new book. Hey, can we get a little hint? 
it is going to be about relationships. Um, the title is The Miseducation of Relationships. Hey, okay. And uh, it's really going to be a lot different than um, people may... Um, it's not just about romantic relationships. It's just about relationships. In general. Okay. Um, and how that and how everything is about relationships. And okay. so um, I'm really excited. Um, been working on that. And so I'm not for sure about when it's going to be released, but that's something mm-hmm. to work. Um, that's in the works. We're actually doing three books for this mindset transformation series. The Black Experience is just the first one. And then the Miseducation of Relationships. And then we'll have the final book. Um, but I just want to help people gain their power. Um, that's my goal is to help more people find their power like I was able to find my power once I learned that I was the power that was creating everything that I was experiencing. And it really changed my life. And it was so life-changing that I had to share it with the world. That is so I'm so cool. glad you're doing this right now, Shante. Yes. This is awesome how you're yes. using your platform. You know uh, what? I tell people this all the time. Like, oh, so how much money do you get paid? I'm like, look, it's not about money. You know, my podcast is my personal diary outlet for myself and also people that I talk to. Um, a lot of women has came on my show that most definitely opened up a box of Pandora and opened up to me to the point they was like, man, I haven't talked about that in a while. And that made me feel so good afterwards, you know? So I just yeah. utilize this podcast, girl. As my personal diary, um, someone suggested that I can go back and listen to my podcast and turn it into a book. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah. okay, the memoirs of Shanti Helena. <laughs> so um, that's- No, a- I love it. Yeah, you know, so um, it's actually, there's a reason behind my podcast, but yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to do me, girl. Like 2019 has been like so lit already. Um, so it's I am been working. an excellent year for both of us. So I'm so yes, proud of you yes, too, man. I'm super excited. But last question, the most important questions I love to ask all of my guests on my show. Give me three key ingredients to success. Like if someone just trying to be successful in general, like what is the three key ingredients you believe they need to have? Um, be accountable. Do make sure that you're in alignment. You know, a lot of times we say we want something, but we think we can't have it. We don't do what's necessary to get it. And then we get upset when we don't get it, which makes no sense. Make sure everything is in alignment so that you can be ready for what you're asking for. Be accountable for doing, for thinking right, for doing what's necessary, um, for being ready for when you get there for opportunity so that you can take it. Be accountable would be first key. Be aware would be the second key. Be aware of who you are being in every situation. Be aware of the effects um, of the moves that you make and how they calculate and how those results, are they aligned with what you really want? Be aware. Don't just walk around doing things. (laughs) And last key I would give is believe in yourself. That's believe important. You yourself. gotta believe. Y'all believe in <laughs> Nobody else is going to believe in you. You have got to believe first, or nobody else will. You have to believe in yourself. And so, if you could believe in yourself, then you will be able to operate in a way that other people will believe in you. 
Okay. So if anyone is yeah. listening to this podcast today and they would love to slide in that DM or Facebook, Instagram, website, drop those social media platforms so they'll know how to contact you. Yes, ma'am. So you can find me anywhere you type in mine rights. Rights is W-R-I-T-E-S, the number 365.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I do have Twitter, but I haven't been tweeting. I'm going to. <laughs> it's on the go list, but I'm working on real stuff. So if you really want to get involved, get on that website, My Rights 365 Go ahead and get you the Black Experience. I also have my first book on there, Choices. If you want to check that out and be a little entertained and also get a lesson, you can check that out as well. All right, guys. Well, you heard it. Do not forget to tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, please do not forget to go subscribe to my website at shantihelita.com. Subscribe to my podcast. Please share this show with anyone that you feel that need to get their man together or they struggling with depression or they just need somebody to talk to um, to coach them on how to be great in life and kind of pretty much shift their mind frame. And that's it, guys. It's Shanti Havina.